Welcome to the Under 8 Podcast, a daily college basketball show brought to you every weekday in under eight minutes at the time of recording. It is Tuesday, November 7th at 11.33 p.m. My name is Josh Malnex. On today's pod, a high major matchup in Sioux Falls. A Big Ten team gets tested at home and Bill Self, well, he's seeing dollar signs. It's all right here, right now on the Under 8 Podcast. Josh Doring is here with me. Josh, we just saw easily the best college basketball game of the year thus far. We're only 48 hours in, but Baylor 88, Auburn 82, easily the highest level game we've seen thus far. And you had two freshmen who very much stole the show, starting with Jacoby Walter. This is all I'm going to say about Jacoby Walter. I'm already more convinced than I ever was about Keontae George. And Keontae mm. George had a really good year. You, Jacoby you, Walter. And that's a guy you picked first team All-America preseason. Yeah. yeah. Jacoby Walter is on another level. Mm. That just looked so easy. And the other part of this is it's amazing what happens when you take care of the basketball. This Baylor mm-hmm. team is really talented. They took care of the basketball in the second half. And what do you know? They came back and they got the 88-82 win. The thing that impresses me so much with Jacoby Walter is it usually guys with his athleticism, his length, his his ability to get to the front of the rim. Not very many of them come to college basketball with the with the shooting ability that he has. Whether it's you know, you, everyone saw the contested three late in the shot clock, early in the game. He's running off screens, setting his feet quick, and, and getting off shots off the catch as well. That was that was super impressive from him and, and Baylor needed it, right? It was a lot of Jacoby Walter and not a lot of anything else. Ray J Dennis really struggled in his first game for the the majority of the game was much better down the stretch, which I think is, is worth noting, but he had seven turnovers in the first half was in foul trouble. So it really was Walter that put Baylor in a position to have the second half that they did and, and come back against Auburn. Yeah, there were flashbacks to last season in that first half of just not having the point guard play. Right. But then Ray J. Dennis cleaned it up. On the Auburn side, the other thing I want to mention real quickly, obviously you wanted to get the win, but what Aiden Holloway did, what Dylan Cardwell did, and the fact that they shot the ball so well from three. That was Mm -hmm. a team that did not do that well last year. You bring in Denver Jones. You bring in Aiden Holloway. I'm still very high on this Auburn team. There's nothing to be worried about here and there's a lot of potential for growth particularly because they're going to shoot the ball better this year with some of their additions absolutely 309th in three-point field goal percentage last year that should stay in the past with denver jones with aiden Holloway. those two guys alone should get you halfway to to, to number one uh, by themselves and and you'll have some guys knock down shots as well in the big 10 josh an IU team that is is embarking on the journey post Trace Jackson Davis got all they could handle from Florida Gulf Coast at Simon Scott Assembly Hall, 69-63, and FGCU was in control of this game deep into it. Yeah, I mean, they're about 48-42 with just under 11 minutes left, and then 
had 50 points with under four minutes left. Mm-hmm. It was it just fell apart offensively. And despite that, they still had two three-pointers that had they gone in, one of them would have cut the game to one. Mm-hmm. I believe the other one would have tied it, if I remember correctly. They would have been right back in the game had they hit one of those threes, even with this terrible offensive stretch they had. Which, concerning if you're IU, and the other thing I came away thinking in this game, your two bigs were really, really good. And Xavier Johnson, Trey Galloway, from an efficiency and a points production standpoint, also very good. Mm-hmm. But Khalil Ware, what, your, your team with four assists, and even as good as your guards where you didn't get to 70 points. That's going to be my big question at this point for IU is, can you replace the production and just threat that you had in Jalen Hood, Shafino? Because <laughs> I just... I'm worried about the guards. The thing that two things jump out to me. I, it, it felt like Kalel Ware and Malik Renew were just kind of in each other's way a lot. If one guy had the ball, it just, the other guy didn't really know where, where to go and just needed to get out of the way. The other thing, McKenzie and Baco exited this game with 15 and a half minutes left in the second half and didn't see the court again. It was Gabe cups. Who was the the fifth guy on the floor alongside Xavier Johnson, Trey Galloway. And then the two front court guys, one Mike Woodson doesn't care how many stars are next to your name. That was clearly the best lineup to close here uh, to get out to some of the shooters. Cause I use perimeter defense was not, was not strong for a lot of this game. And Gabe Cups helped with that. And Gabe Cups absolutely helped with that, hit a big three. I'll be curious to see how Mbako kind of fits in here because I'm not sure he's a three at the college level. I'm also not sure he's the best option right now at the four for Indiana. I think Blake Renew is probably that guy as as of right now. So uh, in games like that, I think I I, I would, wouldn't be surprised if this is not the last time that we see that happen for for Mbako at least early in the season last but not least on the docket this evening we have a new king of the highest paid coach in college basketball one bill money bags self uh an amended lifetime contract whatever the heck that means 13 million dollars in compensation for the 2023-24 season josh and 53 million over the next five years for Comparison, the former king from Lexington, John Calipari, making $44 million over the next five years, to give you an idea. But uh, a big bag for Bill Self, and uh, it's hard to argue with the production over the last 10 years or so in the in the Jayhawks program. Yeah, if you, you take away the NCAA stuff, which at this point there's just no need to harp on because, well, they mm-hmm. – more or less got away with it and they clearly weren't going to punish bill self for it so they aren't worried about that is there somebody who should be paid more i think this is a really interesting question because Mm. you could say maybe mark few that was that was one of the names that came to mind first yep but also mark few hasn't won a national championship nope and you ask anybody, they'll tell you, any coach will tell you Bill Self's the best coach in the country. And obviously, Kansas is doing just fine. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't think you can look at it and say anybody is 
I don't want to say worth more because I'm not sure that that's true, but from a what the, the I'll say that I'll say that I'm happy to be the one to say that because I think you I might go Mark Few in that kind of situation, but from a importance to the of the program and what that coach means to that program and where the program is all of that together. I'm not sure you, I, I don't think you have a better combination. Yeah. The combination of recruiting, uh, NCAA tournament success, even when they don't go deep and adding another national title, right? Cause Calipari can recruit better than anybody, but the success deep in March hasn't been there super recently. And winning and, a high major conference almost every season. Right. 100%. 100%. So I, I think you're right. As I, I, <laughs> the, I think the timing is not an accident. Uh, after the, the consequences that they didn't get after, after investigations into the program, I don't think that's an accident. But when you look at Kansas on paper, it's hard to argue with, with what Bill Self has done in Lawrence over the last 15 years or so. And you also just had three names in the last couple of years that maybe you would put in that conversation in Roy Williams, Mike Krzyzewski, and, and Jay Wright mm -hmm. Leap. Yep. So you're getting slim on people that have Bill Self's resume. Yep, that's absolutely right. That's absolutely right. Josh, anything else for this edition of The Under 8? Happy to be back. Had some Wi-Fi hotel issues yesterday, so glad we got it to work today. Uh, much, but We're having a much better night than teams like DePaul and Vanderbilt are having the epitome of brutality for those programs on this particular night. That is going to do it for the under eight podcast for Tuesday, November 7th. It is 11 43 PM. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast, wherever you listen to your shows and follow the under eight pod on Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube. Thank you so much for being here and we'll see you tomorrow.